Welcome to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. Thank you for joining me. Everyone, welcome to another episode in my hashtag thinking out loud mini series. Today I'm going to tell you a short story about my daughter and an interaction I watched happening during the lockdown period and then talk a little bit about um, some of what I see happening to us as people as we go through this time of social isolation. So as a family we have just been, my wife is pregnant at the moment and so we're trying to do our level best to protect her and our unborn child um, as much as possible. And because, you know, there's so many uncertainties at the moment in terms of this disease and what's out there, we're just trying to be clever, practical, and keep as much distance between ourselves and the rest of the world. You know, that's one of these uncertainties at the moment, isn't it? Who's carrying this disease? Who's not? And that's a little of what I want to get into right now. But anyway, back to the story. So... Our poor kids have been locked away at home pretty much since whatever it is, March. It's been ages and they've done really well. There's two of them and they get along reasonably well together. So outside of the usual sibling stuff, they've been able to support each other and love each other and play and that sort of stuff. But I can tell it really wears thin on them. They want to be at school. They want to see their friends. They want to be out of this house. They're tired of this house and this garden. (laughs) Um, And especially my daughter who's uh, the the eldest, she is a serious social being. She loves people. You know, we used to joke when she was little that then in the shops we'd have to watch her carefully, otherwise she'd go home with anyone who gave her a hug. Um, She's just that connected to people. She loves making friends. She loves hugging people. Um, She loves caring for people. And so being away from her friends and, and meeting new people has been particularly difficult for her. And so as time has worn on, we, we didn't used to let them play out the front of the house, which connects in the road and the complex in which we live. Um, but over time, we've started to just, you know, sort of loosen things up a little bit. And so she's now allowed to play in front. And one of the days that she was playing in front, one of the other little girls in the complex came along in her bicycle. And I witnessed this moment, this dual, dualist moment this moment that had two faces to it, which was just so fascinating to me. As she saw this little person, who she's never met before, come along the road on her bike and then jump off, and this little person obviously thought, well, you know, there's somebody else that she can play with and make friends with. My daughter saw her, and her face just lit up. She was so excited. Another human being, somebody who's not my family, thank God. (laughs) Someone who's not my family that I can spend some time with. And I could just tell everything in her wanted to rush up and say hello and what's your name and get to meet this person and play and whatever. So in that instance of just joy and celebration and and she was suddenly, I could see, you know, in in this flash, all these things that went through my mind, she was suddenly just connected with a deep and intimate part to herself, which, which, you know, it's important for her to be connected with others. And I could see there was like a reconnection with that inside of herself. In the exact same moment, there was a look of fear and mistrust, and she turned around to run back into the house. And on the one level, you know, that's all well and good, because that's what we've asked them to do, is 
not to engage with people on the road, um, you know, come inside if people try to come up to talk to you, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I was so saddened to see who she really is, who we know her to be, just come alive. And in the same moment, she had to suppress that and run around, run back inside. And I hate this level of fear and this anxiety that we live with in not knowing what's going on with this virus. Um, and I hated to see that in her. I hated to see her having to face that. Can people be trusted? It's in direct contradiction to who she is because she loves and trusts people and wants to connect with them. And you know, the story made me think about um, these zombie movies. I love zombie movies. I love zombie movies. I love zombie series. I'll watch almost <laughs> anything to do with zombies. And one of the reasons is that I'm fascinated by what happens to human society after the zombie apocalypse and how these filmmakers and series creators, how they recreate what it looks like for humanity to rebuild themselves after a zombie apocalypse. And one of the things I find most interesting is what I witnessed in my daughter. There's a switch from before to after the apocalypse where people manifest this distrust of others, this distrust of other human beings. It's either because they see them from a way away and they're not sure, are these people infected? Are they a zombie? Are they going to come and hurt me? Or even worse, when they see people who are not infected, who are still you know, well and alive and healthy human beings, immediately the question there as well is, is this person going to take something from me? Resources are limited. you know. And in the movies, it's always, they're going to take my guns or my water or my food or my vehicle, whatever it is they're going to take from me. And so you no longer have these natural human-to-human -human interactions of meeting a new person and going, oh, a new person, somebody I can be an ally with, someone who will be my ally, someone who I can connect with as another human being. Immediately there's, can I trust them? Who are they? Where do they come from? What's their agenda? I've often thought of doing um, some research work around this. You know, it would be conceptual research work. I wouldn't actually be able to do it, unfortunately, unless we get to live through a zombie apocalypse. But I'd love to look at what the effect of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is on people who've been through a zombie apocalypse and how that influences their way of being in emotional relationships with others how it influences our ability to be, to, to be social with other human beings because of exactly what I've just described. Because we're just not sure anymore. And I wondered if we have some PTSD as well now of this pandemic as we look around at other human beings. I mean, I saw my family the other day for the first time in eight months or longer. And even there, you know, you look at your own brother and go, I wonder if you're an enemy now. You always used to be safe, but now I wonder if you carry this thing that we can't see. So it just got me thinking about, you know, how we're dealing with this and how are we going to be able to rebuild our human society so that we are not defined by this pandemic and what's happened to us and our, our dropping of societal interaction, our isolation, our increasing levels of mistrust. How are we going to be able to rebuild something that's not as good as before, but is as but it is better than before. I think we're given that opportunity in this dramatic sort of reshaping of us. But I've wondered what it's going to look like. I have hope that it's going to be better than we uh, could imagine. I have hope that we're going to be able to look at each other as allies 
and not as the enemy, that we're going to be able to defeat this virus in some way without defeating each other. But it has made me wonder about that. And so that's that, again, for just for this episode. It has made me wonder. I wonder if it's made you wonder. I'd love to hear your thoughts in response. Um, please, for the love of God, try not to look at people as zombies the next time you go to the shops. <laughs> that's not the point of this. But um, hopefully we can look at each other with compassion and with welcome. And if we are carrying this unseen virus, even then we can deal with each other with compassion and welcome. So that's it. Thanks for joining me for that. Hope that's been interesting to you. Would love to hear from you. Uh, you can look in the show notes and get hold of me via our website. I'm active on Facebook. I'm online at the moment. That's where you'll find me. Um, but thanks for listening. Go and live deeply. Love deeply. Yourself. Others. God. This world. And uh, until next time. Chat soon. Chat soon.